All right, thank you everyone for being here. Uh, welcome to the first iteration of The Tea. I am Trey Sheik, a co-producer of this event, along with uh, Tamali Sepp here at Center on Halstead. Uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and introduce our drag performers who will be speaking today. First, I would like to welcome to the stage one of our hosts, Lucky Stiff. Please also welcome Tranika Rex. And our guests this month, Alexis Bevels and Bambi Banks. Hi. Hi, wonderful. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for having us. Wonderful. Well, uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get started. Lucky, do you want to go ahead and start us off? Sure. Hi, I'm Lucky Stiff. I use they, them pronouns. I work mostly at Berlin, but you can see me all over the city. Hi, I'm Alexis P. Bevels. The P stands for panel. It's what I'm on. Uh, (laughs) I've been doing drag for about six years, and I work anywhere anyone will hire me. Hi, my name is Bambi Banks. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I've been doing drag for like a year and a half, and I also will go anywhere anyone pays me. My name is Tranical Rex. I'm 30 years old. I'm from Fort Pierce, Florida. I've been doing drag for eight years. My favorite <laughs> food is melted cheese, and uh, I host Drag Matinee at Berlin Nightclub every Saturday. I also host the viewing parties of RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> at, um, at Roscoe's, and um, let's party. Oh, first question. Ooh. Oh, oh, here we go. Do you find dating more complicated as a gender non-conforming slash gender bending person? Ooh. I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, but also, I wonder if it's just like... Um, it's, it's just you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Um, I think it might be some like putting pressure on myself but i mean so we're all we all feel successful sometimes when we do drag but i don't think any of us are like rolling in dough i mean i don't know i don't you don't have to ask but so at this (laughs) i was thinking about this at this stage in my life people are starting to settle down and like get partnerships and it's like i don't super feel i have a lot like on paper i don't feel like i have a lot to contribute as far as like you know like, I don't have a good, heavy-paying job. Oh, okay. like the, like, the, the like, boxes that people normally like. checking are like, boxes. Do, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a steady job? Do you have a steady job? Do you Say have, that. Do you have insurance? I think that's a white thing. <laughs> I really do. Can you turn our mics back up? Like, I don't know. It was because I've been talking to my friends about that stuff, like, because a lot of my uh, friends are all like, uh, oh, I just don't feel good enough to, like, be with him at that time. And I'm like, how? why are you comparing yourself to someone else and like their job, like fuck with that bitch. You doing what you do, and like you're you're on your own journey and you're taking your own time. And I feel like people like have this stress that they need to be like, oh, I need to be picture perfect for the person that I'm gonna meet. And it's like that's not a thing. <laughs> that's yeah. definitely my brand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like comparing myself to everyone else. Uh, so yeah, personally, okay, yeah. I think there's also something about being a person who performs another gender or other genders as a living that. Sometimes you'll meet, you'll be in the club and they'll be like a really sexy person and you'll be making eyes at them and you'll go and talk to them and they'll be like, so what are you really? Or like, what is this Whoa. act? Why do you, does this not happen to y'all? Because this yeah. happens to me yeah. constantly. Yeah. Or like, what, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. you're so cute as a this, why are you trying to be a this? Oh, and that's I'm, hateful. Oh, I hate it. Oh, that's I hate it. But, and then you have to like either clap back at that person or you have to be like, okay, can I actually educate you about why I'm doing what I'm doing and what this does for people, myself included? 
Um, I also think it's like really, because uh, I feel like we've all had relationships uh, within doing drag, and it's like very different dating someone while doing drag, I feel sometimes, because you have to like, like it takes so, like my partner has a day job, and so like they work all day, and I work all night. Yeah. So like we never see each other, so it's like we have to like, take time out of like every like one day a week to like just spend time with just each other and it like it makes it really hard to to like sustain a relationship and like like build that like foundation and stuff because when you first meet someone like you're like always with them right and unless they're like down for being in the club all night which most people aren't (laughs) um it's like really hard to like keep that afloat sometimes I feel. Also yeah. you're like a rock star and then you're asking someone to like stand next to, just to like, you yes, at yeah. the club yeah. Yeah. and that's a weird dynamic and you have to date someone that's like okay with that and mm-hmm. it also it's kind of weird to like deal with it yourself where you're like uh, yeah will you like hold my phone a lot and like yeah. take <laughs> pictures for me I know it's annoying yeah, how do you think like, I feel? You have to like consider like a third person in your yeah. Right, yeah. Sometimes. It is. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's me, my partner and Lucky. And yeah. my character. Yeah. 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 It's like a pet that you have to feed a lot constantly. So many so many people have said like uh, like a guy found out I did drag and he like didn't want to date me. But like I feel like my experiences are like opposite. Opposite. Yeah. Because like when I go up there, I'm like my most confident, coolest, yep. like kick ass self. Like I go up and that's like me to the nth power, right? So I feel like if a guy sees me like doing my thing, like I'm probably gonna get it that night. Yeah. Because I'm like killing it up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I never had that issue because I always feel like such a badass in drag. And then the show's over, I'm like, give me ten minutes, let me get out of this. Like, <laughs> let's go I out. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just never felt that like uh, I think it it goes like both ways because it just like depends on the person but I feel like uh, like specifically like in like your position where everyone knows who you are in and out of drag it's kind of like the people who pursue you already know that you do that and it's it's something about being that talented that like attracts them yeah like, I people are t- like attracted to talent apparently <laughs> yeah when I <laughs> when I match with someone on tinder particularly if they're a cis man I invite them to a drag show I'm performing at first. Test them. Because, yeah, because if they can't deal with that, then they can't deal with one of the most important things in my life that I'm doing, you know, 65% of the time or whatever. So I I had an experience where I did that to this guy, and he showed up, got really plastered immediately because he was alone, which I felt bad about. But he got, like, trashed, came to the front row, was like, there with his shot glass, just like, yeah. And then I came on stage and did a number, and I watched the color drain from his face. No. You didn't like it? No, he was not into it. And and then he just, like, didn't say anything, kind of was, like, making lots of eye contact and nodding, but, like, clearly not into <laughs> yeah. it. And then after I left the stage, he ran. <laughs> he just oh, ran out the door. Was like, so weird. But it's, gr- but, and, like, that sucked in the moment, because I was, like, up on stage, like, living my best life, and yeah. I was, like, watching this guy lose all interest in me. But then I was like, man, that was three minutes of vetting as opposed to, like, a whole date where I have to sit through, like, a seafood yeah, dinner yeah, true. with that guy. So, bless. Because I want to date a super girl. All right. Let's see. Uh, has doing drag made you renegotiate your gender and or sexual identity? Um, um. I'll say it did for me. Before I, before I did drag, I used to kind of present 
more queer. Like, I used to wear dresses to the club, and I used to have my nails painted all the time. And um, then I feel like I discovered my male self more when I started doing drag because you realize that you're, like, kind of ticking boxes when you're doing drag, right? Like, you want to be shaped away. You want to have the hair. You want to... You're kind of, like, doing the caricature of of what you're doing. So then when I was out of drag, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do the caricature of the boy now. Like, (laughs) yeah, get me some tight pants. And, you know, like, it's kind of different. So uh, before I was was more um, queer, and now I'm kind of... I feel the exact same way. I used to, um, I uh, used to go to like all my like acting classes with like wraps on and like nice blouses and like <laughs> be really prim and like get confused for like a woman from people who can't really see well and like <laughs> <laughs> like babies would call me their mom on the train and stuff. Um, but then like once I got into drag, I felt like it was such a like, yeah, it was such a like job to like be like, oh, I need to like be this character that is like presenting female that like. I took it off and was like, mm, I just want to like put on a t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> like and like hang out. You know what I mean? Like when I first I started know. drag, I got into flannels. I started wearing <laughs> flannels as a boy and like baggy pants and stuff. Like that was my thing. I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm fucking Dan Connor That's right now. Like, I'm straight as shit. Like I was kind of the opposite. I grew up in the South and then I went to school for theater. So I was, I feel like I was always trying to present like boy next door, like yeah. very short hair and Clean. like. Polos and <laughs> so many khakis. Polos. It was it was uh, just a fully target employee like all the time. <laughs> uh, and then kind of getting into drag more and more, kind of feeling out my femininity. Now, of course, I'm super mask, but um, <laughs> you know, I like to I like to I like to just let that give me courage in my day to day life to explore like you know whatever nails and yeah. Yeah. flowy blousy wizard I call it like wizard couture (laughs) you do it well thank you so much lucky thank you Um, (laughs) no I I I talked a little bit at one of the previous questions about presenting very like cis female at the beginning of my journey with this and I feel like I had a weird overlap journey with lucky where when I first started doing drag I was doing like weird club kid drag and like you know, filling up balloons and sticking them on myself and painting myself gold and, you know, yeah. like lots of body suits for no reason. And, Love a body suit. And then, and then <laughs> over time of figuring out that I wanted who I was and that I had this non-binary identity, Lucky started getting more and more femi and girly. I started putting on, like, I had never wore wigs to begin with. I was, like, face masking my hair down and, like, pinning shit to my head. And then as I was doing it, Lucky started taking on, I guess, like the burden of femininity for me. And then I was freed a little bit to just play with the way that I wanted to present in my everyday life because I could, I didn't feel not like actively responsible for being, for like presenting female, but like kind of subconsciously responsible for it. And so having that burden taken off of me was amazing. And then, like, day by day, I can just assess. And, like, coming to this panel today, I put on, like, three outfits and was like, do, am I presenting more femi for this? Do I put on lipstick? Do I wear my boots? Like, what's the deal? And I could just not worry about that and be like, lucky you handle this weird femi thing. And she's still weird and, and clowny and everything. But then I can just be who I feel like I need to be on any given day. So... Party. Work it out. <laughs> all right. You want to do the next one? Yeah, let's do the next one. Uh, since you are all Chicago queens, 
What do you see as the best part about the Chicago drag scene? Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, it really is a, an amazing community that I feel like accepts all different yeah, forms of drag. That's it. That's and I feel thing. like, yeah. And I feel like there's, I hear about the competitiveness in other cities, and we, there's a little bit of New competitiveness York. here, but <laughs> for the most part, it's a competitive in like we want to see your best, bring your A game, yeah. so yeah. that we can. I feel like the like our audiences and like our community that comes to see us is better than like any other place that I've been and like watched drag because like they just yeah they they thrive for you to like succeed like, yeah they're here for it I, I feel like know. we've curated our audience really mm -hmm. yeah I, I feel like I mean as a host I'm always on it like all right bachelorette shut the hell up and get to the back and once you got a dollar like, that yesterday <laughs> yeah yeah like you know you got to curate your audience yeah. too and we have a really supportive audience. Also, I mean, I feel like every time someone asks this question, it's always variety. We have mm -hmm. variety. Yeah. Unlike anywhere else. I mean, if you want a girl who just hosts, I'm right here. If you want a girl who does burlesque, we got her. If yeah. you want, uh, you know, a bearded queen, a bald queen, you want pageant, we got it all. I mean, people don't yeah. know Chicago is, like, one of the places, one of the main places where, like, the pageant scene really started mm -hmm. um, with um, uh, Miss Continental. I mean, that is where our drag roots lie. And then... Over the past like five or six years, we've really gotten like spooky and weird and whatever. Yeah. We have everything you want on the menu mm -hmm. in Chicago. Okay, yeah. so and we want more. We house. want like always, always different. Always oh more. yeah. And I feel like Chicago is really uh, good with specifically like social media. I uh, I like I'm from Houston, and so I'll go back and do drag there a lot of the times. And it's really weird how like queens don't think that social media is oh. as important as it is. Like, yeah. it is, like, the medium for a drag queen at this point. It, it is, is linked business. in. Yeah, it is linked in. literally. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Because if you don't like, have social media, you should get into accounting or something yeah. if you're a drag queen. <laughs> you go into, like, our Instagrams, and, like, that's a portfolio of yep. ours, in, in a sense, you yep. know? Like, I don't know. It's just, like, I feel like uh, starting drag in Chicago, I wouldn't have wanted to start drag anywhere else because I feel like I got, like, a handbook, like, of, like, this is what you need to do in order to be successful. Now go for it. Yeah. And like, just put your art on top of it. I don't, I don't know. know if I could have started drag anywhere. I mean, like yeah. I, when I was first doing drag, I messaged a couple of queens in, in New York because that's where my sisters live. So I'm like, oh, I got a free place to stay. I'll go out there and do some gigs. Like, I feel pretty confident about myself a month or two in, <laughs> like you do. And, <laughs> and I got a bunch of messages back being like, oh, Oh, you do that? Oh, you're that? No, no, no. That's not what we do here. Where in I, which was so shocking to me because in Chicago, it was like, oh, you want to do that weird thing? Well, here's six places where you can do that weird thing. Yeah. Maybe you don't get paid a bunch at first, yeah. but you can do that and develop that and figure working. out what it yeah. is. Yeah. It's like a good thing. And I think like connected to that, the Chicago scene, anytime you get a bunch of strong personalities in one place, there's going to be like a little bit of sniping and whatever. We're going to, like, fight with each other on a fr in a friendly way, the way you do with family. But when somebody comes for your family, the Chicago scene it's closes cool. ranks. Yeah. Like, if anybody is coming for your sisters, this is the, the place where people are going to defend you. And I think that's really great because people believe that you can do the thing that you want to do here. Yeah. You have to work at it. you got to put in the work and do your homework, but you can do it here. Yep. And everyone's always, like, evolving and, like, reinventing themselves here, I feel like. And, like, yeah. no one is, like, like, I feel like it's, like, such healthy competition. It's, like, oh, yeah. oh, she's getting better at drag. Let me get better at drag. I gotta yeah. get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's true. you're not trying to get left behind. Like, it's just, like, um, like it's always moving forward, I feel. Yeah. We push yeah. each other. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've always said, like, um, it's important, too, to, like, support other people's shows. Um, and I think that's Very. one thing that we do here. I mean, I've talked to Queens and, like, sometimes smaller cities and stuff, and, and it's super competitive uh, amongst Queens where they, like, they won't let people perform at other people's shows or stuff like that. And um, if I can go to a drag show every night of the week, I would love to do that. Um, and I think it's important to support all the, uh, the people that you work with and the people you don't work with. I mean, just go yeah. out. And that's one thing that we do here. Um, I think it's just so stupid to uh, and always go to just shows fight. You be a part of. Yeah, go to shows you want to be a part of, you know, support. It's like the difference between positive competition and negative competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I'm not scared of nobody because I do a good <laughs> job. So, yeah. If, yeah, if you are and you're trying to knock someone down, maybe you need to work on your shit. Maybe it's not that good. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like go out there and do your thing. If you're yep. good at it, like you're going to get a job. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, lucky? No, it's you. Is it me? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, what's the number one misconception people have about drag queens? Um, that we're all extroverts. Oh, yeah. I that's think that's oh, one. Yeah. We're so um, shy. Yeah, I, I think that people attach, like, performance personalities with, like, being an extrovert. Um, but there are so... I feel like, like, coming into the scene, there are so many people that are just, like... Like, they're not trying to be necessarily rude, but it's just, like, they, they don't... It doesn't register, <laughs> like, you know? A lot of the time yeah. that um, that you need to be a little more, like out and presenting because once you're like in drag you're like in full character and you need to be in that character all night and that's like a part of the job and uh i always yeah i always just assume that i would have to be like that but it's not necessarily like that all the time (laughs) yeah i get uh, i get a lot of like well i get like are you a woman which is fine with me i love that but i get like (laughs) People worried that it's a, like my family. I think was worried that it was like a sexual thing for me. Yeah, like, yeah. Yep. same. Yeah, my mom was like, "Is this a bedroom thing?" I was like, "Yeah, no. yeah, no, I'm a clown. I this is my job." Uh, but yeah, I get I get that a lot, or like that I'm, you know, doing this for you know bedroom reasons, like you said. Yeah, <laughs> bedroom reasons. That's the bedroom most. Reason. I think that's the most. Or like cute, like you said, like cute humans will come up to you at the club and and they'll be really interested. But if I'm in drag, I'm not generally. Receptive to that because uh, yeah, that's interesting. That yeah, I am much more receptive I mean, d- in drag. Don't check my re- don't check my re- records <laughs> or anything. But <laughs> I'm over here like in pain, and you're trying to like. Hit I know on me. I'm like, sausaged into five my pairs of tights. It's not cute. Like no, don't touch yeah. me, please. I'm yeah. sweaty. <laughs> right. No, I feel like as a host, I feel like people. Well, I think now I have a better reputation of being nicer, but I think people always thought I was just mean <laughs> and evil and rotted because mm-hmm. I was on the mic being like, fuck you, bachelorettes, kiss my ass, like, fuck you, fuck you. And I think um, one of the things that I would always hear is like, you're like really nice in real life. I'm like, yeah, I mean. Uh, it's a shtick, guys. It's like a shtick, yeah. It's like yeah. you take it off. and Sometimes. 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 I can't be a fucking bitch. That's true. You're like the sheepdog that has to bite <laughs> the sheep. To get them yeah. to, yeah, but he's just doing his job. But you're just doing your job, and yeah. then you go inside and sit by the campfire, and you're cut yeah. off. Well, like I dare, I dare anybody to like get up there on a Saturday night with like 300 very drunk Jeez. humans yeah. and not do that. People do not fall in line. Other, no. if you didn't do what you do, people would be crawling all over the stage. Yeah, I'm doing everything great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for affirming me. Yeah. Um, um, shall we? Yes, yeah. let's. What attracted you to drag? Oh, wait, this is a th- like a four-part question. Oh. <laughs> what attracted you to drag? 
Do you feel more empowered when in drag? Yeah. How do you feel about drag becoming more mainstream? Those are like very different <laughs> questions. Yeah. So the, wait, wait, wait. Let's, what attracted you to drag? Let's go with that one. Okay. Uh, I was a theater kid that uh, I did theater for 11 years. And then I think what made me fall out of love with theater is that I just hated theater kids. Um, <laughs> I find them to be incredibly annoying. annoying and yeah. um, they're always cheating out to the camera. And uh, <laughs> um, looking back, I realized that I am indeed one of those. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I just... I, I think that drag is theater on your own time. You pick your character. You pick who yep. you want in your scene. You, uh, yeah, it's theater on your own time. That's what attracted me to it. And, like, you know, I'm an only child, so. I feel like all our answers are going to be very close to yeah, that. probably. Like, We're all we theater are, people up here. We all started in the theater and Same. then, like, moved on to drag. But I think what really, like, attracted me to start doing drag, because I was, like, always into drag, but I was never going to, like, do it because I was going to be an actor because I, like, went to a, a, like, conservatory and was like, I have to do this. And then eventually I realized that, like, I could make more money one night doing drag mm. than doing a whole, like, process of theater. Like, yeah. there's no money like, in theater. There's no money in $200 at, like, a storefront theater to do <laughs> a two-month show. That's more than, like, fucking bus fare, y'all. I'm yeah. telling you. Like, that's ridiculous. So, like, I feel like I just really needed rent at the time and was like, I can put this wig on and, and shimmy out. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Same. <laughs> and same. Uh, also, I always wanted to like wear skirts and twirl around <laughs> and have long hair. So. Very that. <laughs> Success. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a similar story, but I stopped doing theater, one, because people were awful to me. I, I went to an all-female high school, all-female high school. I know. Shocking. Catholic, too. There were nuns. It was a whole thing. Um, but everyone was just awful to each other backstage at these shows. And I was like, well, if this is the way that it's going to be, I don't want to do this. Like, I want to be around people who are nice to me and, like, are fun to be around. Um, so I stopped doing it and started writing and went to school for writing and then missed theater so much that I started a theater company and started directing plays because I was like, well, if, if I'm in charge, I can at least, like, set the tone for the room and I can not have some director telling me what to do. But then I missed performing so much. And so I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do now until I discovered drag. And I was like, oh, this is a place where exactly I can curate my own performance. I can pick the music that I want. I can decide how I'm going to communicate a story to people it's, because that's what I always feel like I'm it's doing. It's theater for bossy actors. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. It is, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to step up for two seconds. I have to use the restroom. I'll be right back. Oh, oh no sure, pee. sure. Bye, Bambi. Yeah. Don't fall. Don't forget to wipe. Okay. <laughs> um, wait, while Bambi's gone, let's talk about her. Yeah, no, no, what's the bitch. second <laughs> What's the second part of the question? It uh, is, do you feel more empowered when in drag? Absolutely. Yes. You yeah. can't tell me shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, like you put on drag and it's like an armor, dude. Yep. I can get away with some shit that I could not get away with like if I was just like this at the club. Sometimes your brain forgets that too, I think. <laughs> like sometimes I'll be at the club and I'm just like, um, excuse you, excuse you. Yep. But if I Why was in drag, no one people would be like, to me? yeah, people would be like, LOL, that's funny that you're like kind of sassy or whatever, but when you're not, you're like, uh, why are you being a bitch? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. um, but I love it, man. Yep. Yeah, me too. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Alexis. Thank you for contributing to what the conversation. Your, you're welcome. When, when do you, okay, what is the last step of getting ready that really makes you like, like mine is like when I put my wig on or like I finally put my lashes on? The lashes. On. Yeah, lashes the for lashes, me. The lashes, it's mm -hmm. like when your shoulders go back, your tits go out, and you're like, that's for me at the yeah. moment. Yeah, I would say lips for me. Oh, that's so on. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Nails. Okay. Ooh, I love nails. I hate nails. I love nails. 
God, I hate nails. I think it's the worst part of doing drag. I really, but I don't like having my nails painted like normally either. I used to be getting like regular manicures because I would get it for work. And then the whole rest of the time I walk around in my daily life and I'm just like, ugh. Oh, nails are I can't. No, it's lashes for, for me, but also partially because they're like horse blinders, so you can't see no. like two thirds of the room. So I, it's very calming for me. I don't know when I don't have to like worry yeah. about if people are looking at me. What's the last step that makes you feel <laughs> welcome like, back? What puts you like in character? Like lashes. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. lashes. Listen, that's the deal. It will change your whole face. I kid you not. Start wearing lashes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Just try it in your everyday life. Go get like a little pair of wispies from the drugstore. It won't do the same thing because it's they're not like. Moment. You know what changes blocks. my character completely is when I put on nails. It, when you put on nails, it changes how you hold things. Yep. It really changes it from like I'm a dude to like I'm a lady because I have to like <laughs> tap things like this. It changes your whole character. Like when you're picking your straw, you have to be very like delicate. You know. Yeah. yeah nails for me is like. A, a really essential part of the character. I feel like when I'm on stage with nails on, I suddenly start like doing this a lot. My yeah. hands get really expressive. Yeah, it makes you so dramatic. I, like, mm-hmm. I honestly I love nails. And they look long. Are... Your hands look so long. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. There's a third part to the question. Hang on. Yeah. Part nine. Okay. <laughs> but this is a good question. How do you feel about drag becoming more mainstream? I feel like we get asked this question a lot. Love it. <laughs> Yeah. I wasn't on TV, but RuPaul still helps me pay my bills. That's true. Yeah. Because um, most of y'all are probably here because uh, Drag Race might have got you into drag like it did to me. So. Yeah, I feel like uh, drag going mainstream just makes more jobs for people. So yeah, That's true. At the end of the day. Yeah, it creates more opportunity. And, and then there's more, you know, the table's bigger, so there's more room at the table for... I you know. actually hope it goes so mainstream that it becomes a uh, highbrow art. Yes, because I feel like it takes so much. It's so much more work to like do drag than like be in a play. Because like it's really nice to be in like theater and in a play because you have like community and like you're building something together. But like try doing that like by yourself. Like that's drag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally props, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm the lighting designer. I yeah. did mm-hmm. the hair. Yep. Like you know what I mean. And it's like I don't know. You make the flyer. You're like you cut your yeah. mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everything. Mus- yes. You have to build the whole performance yourself. <laughs> this is why so many times I'm just like reaching out to friends and being like, can you please, can you please just style this wig for me today? I have 17 other things I have to do before this performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. That was great. Um, um, <laughs> likes and dislikes. Oh, what do you dislike about drag? Nails. I hate nails. Yeah. I, hate I hate being like cinched. Like, oh, it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah I can never, I hate the car ride. Uh, oh. <laughs> back and forth just because like I get motion sickness and I'm like corset headed I'm like, I yeah. can't breathe, and I'm gonna throw up all at the same time. It's awful. The car ride is the worst because when yeah. you're cinched and in a corset, you can't. And mm-hmm. if you have big hair, you okay. can't get in the the Uber comfortably. I'm six three. No, I know, I know. And this is time? to your right. <laughs> and then also, I mean, I'm sure the ladies feel this, or anyone feels this, in a car in the summer. If you have a full makeup, full costume, hair oh. done. And they don't turn the air Uber conditioning drivers. on. Turn the AC on. Do not roll the window down. My right. lashes are like, oh, it's like Juju B in the Please first Please just do it. Please be kind to your yeah. 
I mean, that's a privileged problem to have, but no, but uh, yeah. And if you've got like a three, three foot headpiece on as sometimes you are wont to do, then you, I've fully like lain in the back of a van before and just like prayed that there wouldn't be an accident. It's just that and having to use the bathroom. Oh, Oh, no, it's always really tough. You can't, you cannot go in drag. False. I have to pee between. (laughs) I have to pee between every number. It's absolutely awful. I don't know. I get really nervous, I think. <laughs> and so, like, Do I always have to pee like right before my first number, and then like I wait until like the number's over to go pee, just because like that's like maximum time. You're like, okay, I got like 20 minutes because there are like six other girls. It's it's awful. <laughs> Do you Do yeah. you still get n- nervous uh, before every show? Yes. Yes. And, and what kind of? Because there's different types of nerves. Yeah. There's like, I. I I have later in my life identified what I thought was nervous as just being, like, my adrenaline going, yeah. which can, like, work in your favor because you mm-hmm. just black out and go, <laughs> you know? You just, like, turn it on. Mm-hmm. But do you still get, like, shaky, nervous energy before every show? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if, like, like th- I feel like the more time I spend on our performance, the more nervous I get to present it because it's, mm-hmm. like, if, if, like, they don't like it and you put all that work into it, you're, like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I think it depends on kind of the venue or the situation. Like, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm learning some things about <laughs> me. Uh, no. Free therapy. Yeah. Right. Thank you all so much. I'm not going to pay you. Um, yeah, I think it depends on the situation. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm always nervous. But I always had straight stage fright. When I was acting, I had stage fright. That's one of the reasons I got out of it. But I feel like because... I've had a couple of experiences because I, I can get into face pretty fast um, that because I, I started setting timers for myself and like trying to bring it because it was like three hours when I first started and that was not working for me. Um, but so I've gotten called a couple of times to do gigs with less than an hour to go before the gig was about to start. And having those experiences, and I fully lost my mind, you guys. Like, it was not good. I wasn't good at it. I was, like, slapping powder on my face and weeping in the dressing room. But, like, you have enough of those kind of crazy experiences where shit goes wrong, and you just learn to kind of ride the panic and do the thing. Ride the panic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like surfing a wave of awful to get to the cherry on the other side. I don't know. And it's like with any job. I mean, I feel like half of what we do is just faking that you're not nervous. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm panicked as shit most times when I go out. You just got to smile <laughs> and shut the fuck up yep. and drink <laughs> your drink <laughs> and say hi to everyone, and it relaxes you. Yeah. 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 But I definitely have felt better. Now, Now if someone's like, can you go up in five minutes and do this number if you're already in face. You're like, yeah, I got that. I've got like six numbers in my back pocket and I can do that yeah. when I need yeah. to. I think the mo- the thing that makes me most nervous is when you like don't know the venue. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. not knowing the stage because like I feel like specific numbers go for a specific amount of spaces. For me, I like mm-hmm. dance a lot. So it's like if you're going to give me like a block that's like three by three, I need like, I need to know that before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, is it a small octagonal stage up a flight of eight stairs? Mm. Yeah. With one small dim light. Over yeah. <laughs> Oof. Where all you see is a lash shadow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. AKA, we just described Berlin. Berlin, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Us on Saturdays. <laughs> see you every Saturday. Um, oh. Fuck off. How dare <laughs> you. Thank you. Was that our warning? <laughs> No, no that, I think that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, it was a it was a thumbs up. Okay, cool. Um, um, there's one more question. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was my Should I do it? I got it up. 
Yeah, you want to do it? How can I be an ally for the drag community with my conservative family members? Oh, God. We saved the hardest one for last. Um, just don't talk to him, I feel like. <laughs> do any of y'all have conservative family? I used to. I no yes. longer do. Meaning? Uh, I got divorced. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. uh, got it. Ding. Um, yeah, I guess my family's kind of conservative. They just, like, weirdly, I don't know, they, like, whisper about it. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm the gay cousin. Y'all know, I don't know if y'all have, like, conservative. I'm from the South, Same. so, like, I'm, like, the gay cousin. Like, <laughs> and so, like, my aunts will, like, come up to me and be like, oh, I saw your picture. That was, like, so cute. But they're, like, whispering to me, like, while everyone's, like, going to get food at, like, Thanksgiving and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, why are you whispering? Like, this is my job. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, I mean, I feel like to, to support the drag community, definitely, like, go out and support the shows. But if you want to, like, talk to your family about it, that's nice. I mean, like, mm. it's going to be a hard conversation and it's going to be annoying to have. But, like, make sure you're, like, stabling yourself and, like, know what you're talking about and then, like, explain to them that the world is changing mm. and girl is going to move on with or without you. So, yeah. And I feel like it's a conversation that you have, like, once and you take their temperature. Yeah. And then you know if they're going to, like, slowly be like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. After you have the conversation or if they're going to be douchebags. And then you just don't have a conversation again because some people can't be changed and leave them in the past and yeah, yeah. talk to the cool people. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good tactic. I think uh, being, vi- like being visible, I... I'm very lucky. My my immediate family is all pretty chill. Yeah. Same. But um, I know when the election happened, I like closed down my boy Facebook and I added all of my family members on my Alexis Bevel's Facebook because I was like, if y'all voted for this motherfucker, <laughs> oh, can I say? Sorry, we've been uh, we've been <laughs> swearing this whole time, Alexis. I don't know if you noticed. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I was like, if you, if this is a choice you're gonna make, you're gonna know that it's affecting your family member. And some of them have still not answered that request. But, yeah, I've left them in the past. And then, like Tranico said, then, yeah, I think just that's a good idea. Gauge their temperature. There's some people you're not going to change. And you can't. It's yeah. like with any, it's like with coming out to them. It's like with drag. It's like with, you know, whatever political stance you have. I mean, you have your douchebag family members that are just going to be anti-everything good all the time, no matter what, and you just don't talk to them. I think that's a great strategy. I've had a lot of success with my own family. I was... So my ex-husband was Mormon, y'all. Oh, Jesus. Wow. I don't know what I was doing in my past. You were in the thick of it. You write a book. I might. (laughs) Um, But I... I had had great experiences where I would just drop a little, like, fishing line out and just be like, oh, yeah, my friend who does drag, this is their situation. This is fun. Look at this picture of them. And then they all kind of was like, and um, and then I would just not bring it up again. I would not talk about it. But if you drop that line in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner, then like a week later, you get the Facebook message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You get that Facebook message that's like, hey, so I saw that picture that you showed. Can you talk to me about who that is? And then maybe six months down the line, you have a new gay cousin. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool, yeah. But, like, you can't try too hard, but you can put it out there. I think that's why what you said about visibility is so important. You just have to be there and be present about it and not try to hide it because, like, this is who we are. This is how we live. Like, here we are. If you want to come and learn more about it, it's not scary. Lucky, did you have 
uh, gay or queer anyone in your life when you were growing up? My Aunt Mary is the coolest, like, super butch lesbian bus driver that has ever existed. So cool. And she has always just been very, like, loud, crass, doesn't give a fuck what everybody thinks, and is into talking about the weird thing in the room. Love that. So I've always had that as an example for me. And then on the other side, I've had my closeted, apparently, I didn't know until I came out that my other aunt on the other side of the family um, was bisexual and was with a whole bunch of different types of people when she was growing up. But you don't know that until you're out there and talking about it and being who you are. Yeah. Just, like, don't hide it from them. Like, they're not babies. They're adults. They can handle it. I didn't, like, when I grew up, I didn't really have any gay people around me so I think that was hard that was in Florida yeah. Yeah. there's a lot going on um, yeah I didn't really even know you don't really know what it is when you're that age and no. yeah I was just like I know what will and grace is and I know I'm not that so I must not be gay right and then here I am yeah <laughs> but you know it's weird it, it does make you want to be more uh, like out there for the youth to see yeah. so yeah. that they can see you and go, okay, I see a piece of myself. Now I see, I can put these puzzles together in my head. This right. is what I am. And now it's so cool. Like I didn't come out until I moved away to college and like kids now are wearing makeup. To, these boys are wearing makeup to school and they're like freaking 15. 11, 12 years old. I'm like, get out of here. That's yeah. so cool. Like I'm so jealous of that. So, yeah, I love that. I wish I had, like, someone gay in my life that could be like, sweetie, let's take 10 years off of your journey (laughs) and go to the club when you're 18 and figure it out. But how cool it is that you can, that That you are that person for so many people. That that's why we do what we do. want to do that more. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's it. Yeah, those are about all of our questions. Trey. Oh, Oh, it's Tamale. Um, I just want to, I'm Tamale Sepp, I'm the Director of Community and Cultural Programs here at Central Halstead. Uh, my outfit, I did not choose to wear this outfit <laughs> necessarily for this. I, uh, in the, I, we, I run a motorcycle group and we had a, a zombie apocalypse survival training series <laughs> event earlier. All right. Yeah, All as right. one does. So we, like, we went to the archery range, we learned how to shoot bows and arrows, and I couldn't find pants. So that's how that went. And so here we are. Hello, you don't have time for pants in the zombie apocalypse. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Um, I layered my fishnets. That's as warm as it's going to get on this body today. So, um, But I just wanted to quickly jump up here and thank each of our queens so much for spending your valuable time here today and just like bringing yourselves here and sharing, um, you know, just sharing what you have to offer to the world. So thank you so much for that, and thank you all for coming as well. Um, I'd like to open it up to a few people in the, oh, cool. in the audience. If you have any questions for a specific queen, Ooh. I'm here to run that mic. <laughs> so does anyone have any specific questions for a specific queen? Yeah. Yeah. Good I am at this. Um, hello. Hi. Um, my question is for Brittany. Hi. Hi. How do you deal with racism in the business? Oh, uh, do what? Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I've never, like, handled it like personally like like as far as like someone like coming up to me but I feel like uh it is a a step as as a queen of color or like a black queen it is very important because like representation is really important and with drag going more mainstream uh as 
uh, more seasons come out or as more drag programs come out, the contestants seem to be majority white versus like when Drag Race first started, like I think the first three winners are of color. Yeah. But nobody knows that because nobody knows the show until Sharon Needles or like things like that. So like I, uh, as a queen of color, I think it's really important to like have representation and like do shows that like do showcase people of color and things like that and make sure you're calling out things if they're wrong. And if you see like someone not understanding what they're doing uh, when they wear someone else's culture to make sure as a friend that you're talking to them and not just like attacking them uh, right away because not everyone ha grew up the same way. And I feel like that was a big part of like like uh, joining this community where like everything was so PC in my like little acting world and then here, like everyone has a different background, you know what I mean? And so like nobody understands, like not everyone understands like how your culture is important to you and things like that. So like it's, it's important to be representation and also be a leader in your community and like explain those things uh, without like having to be a teacher of course because some things are just kind of like 101, like you should know like human rights, but. <laughs> like. Thank you so much, Bambi. Yeah. Uh, is there, does someone have another question? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi, this was uh, inspired by that last question, but also for Bambi. Um, is it about race? Um, cool. So, but I was wondering to know what your thoughts are on the conversation about the disability and the Oh, facts. Like, <laughs> it's... Um, it's very interesting because I feel like people don't realize like when you're hyping up certain queens and they all tend to look alike that like it no longer becomes like a preference but something that you like subconsciously are telling yourself like <laughs> like this is the right way. And I think that it was very smart for her to bring that conversation out on uh, Untucked with the, specifically the conversation with Aquaria. Like uh, her argument with Eureka was something a little different, but like that conversation that she's having with Aquaria with how media perceives black people, because like when you see a someone who, and this is like trigger warning, like shoots up a school, right? And they happen to be black, they're automatically like a thug, a gangster. That's how media reports on them, correct? But like as soon as a person of white skin does it, they're like a lone individual and sick. So like Media is probably the most important thing that like we're not talking about like today that like should be taught in schools and the power of media because if it wasn't for the power of media and like the way that we like broadcast things, we wouldn't feel certain ways as a society. So I think it's really like that's why I say like representation is really important and I think that it was really important for her to bring that uh, to the forefront to show people that like, oh, am I actually like feeling for Aquaria or did do I just feel sympathy because she's crying and like, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm -hmm. like, you have to like think about like the argument like from a third party instead of just rooting for the person. Like, and people see Drag Race as a sport, but like, you can't always root for your team if your team is like doing wrong, you know what I mean? And it's, it's very much an out for like white people to play the victim because it's easier for them to play the victim when, when dealing with someone of color because we're already seen as like, the person who is doing wrong, no matter what's going on. So um, I thought it was really important for her to like bring that up, and I hope that uh, people take from that and like listen and actually like see each queen as a person and not just as like a sports team that like you can represent yourself with. You know what I mean? Merch is important, though. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Um, any other questions? Yes. <laughs> she took notes. She got. She handled it. It's, oh yeah. It's better. That's that's better than I would do. Here you go. You lost your train of thought. It's okay. Right. You think okay. about it. We're gonna circle right back to you. I'm the same way. Have to write everything down. Yeah. You're getting your workout. Yes. Hi again. Uh, as you guys all mentioned, we're all uh, were slash are all actors or uh, were theater people, theater majors. Um, do you still balance being actors and drag performers? And how do you do it? Who still does theater? Uh, I, I do. You? Yeah. I can, I can talk about that a little bit. Um, I, uh, I had a crazy week, like a week and a half ago, where I was doing shows all weekend. And then from like noon to five on both of the weekend days, I was also in uh, auditions for a show that I'm directing next season at the Prop Theater. What is it? It's uh, it's a devised piece called Behold a Pale Horse, and it's Ooh. based on Peter S. Beagle's The Last Unicorn, okay. featuring songs by Johnny Cash, Smashing Pumpkins, okay. and a couple other bands, probably The Civil Wars. We're still working on it. Okay. Um, Bambi's like, oh, hi. Right, right. <laughs> I'll go with that. I'll go with that. No, it's over, you guys. <laughs> Where were you? Damn I was it. posting about it. Um, no, so... so and that's that's not impossible. I worked out a schedule with the prop where I'm rehearsing during the day and all of the meetings that we're having are during the day. The auditions are during the day, so we're callbacks um, so that I can make it work around my schedule. That is uh, better for me because I can, I'm directing, I'm not acting. I think a lot of times it's, it's difficult or impossible to do theater in Chicago yeah. because the storefront system has you rehearsing from like... 6.30 to 10.30 exactly at night. Exactly the exact time that you need to be getting ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You can't do it. I yeah. mean, unless you paint at 4 p.m., go to your rehearsal in drag, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a hard balance. Or so. you're working in Oak Brook <laughs> yeah. or Aurora, yep. which is very far away. True story. Yes. Um, I do not do theater anymore, but I made, like, a conscious decision to, like, stop once I started drag. Uh, just because, like, I got kind of burnt out after a while. I'd been performing since I was, like, in eighth grade and, like, nonstop, like, doing that yeah. specifically. And, like, it, I just needed to take time to, like, learn to do something else with my life. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. It takes a special kind of person to, like, do... Because, like, theater is, like, a time-consuming, like, like, business. And, like, drag is, like, equally as time consuming so it's like if you can do both like props to you because you're probably working like 60 hours a week like minimum yeah yep i also kind of stopped auditioning but um through drag i've i've worked with a couple of um theater type things i work with this group called the vertical sideshow uh actually at uptown underground i just had our last show last night and we do like special engagement like month long every saturday every three months um, so check them out, Vertical Sideshow. Uh, and that's that scratches my theater itch. Also just doing drag, it's like Tranika said, it's theater. It is theater. Yeah. Yeah, it's at the end of the day. What did you say? What was your term? Oh, it's theater for, like, bossy actors. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although whenever I get a chance to do a musical theater piece in drag, I immediately Very go that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's all I do. <laughs> so um, we'll just we'll just probably have time for like one more question. Does anyone else have any any last things for any specific um, any specific piece? Um, cool. So just to make sure that everyone is here, I just like got really encouraged that um, Craig is going to get pulled by Nikki. Oh, I, I, sorry. I was like, I got your back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, cool. Did you are you do you remember your train of thought? Good. Right into the mic. No, like that's not intimidating that part. Here you go. <laughs> Yes. Long story short, and I'm trying to judge. <laughs> do you think? Um, what are your thoughts on the inclusion of transgender people or women, yeah. biological women, um, wanting to be a part of the show, the platform? Do you think it would dilute the message and the political power of drag, or do you think it can enhance it? Because there are people that legitimately think that it. Those people are idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Those people are morons. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of crazy that people think that yeah. like women in in like trans women can't do drag. I think that yeah. that is like the craziest thing because it's trans like, women invented drag. Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, very that it's ridiculous. And it's like just because someone like has the body that they like feel comfortable in doesn't mean that like their drag is going to be 10 times better than, like, yeah. any of ours. Like, we all... Like, there are so many tricks in the book for that to, like, not yeah. be an issue. And, like, since when is drag about, like, necessarily being a woman at the end of the day? Like, it's drag. <laughs> it's like it's like Disney World being like, sorry, you can't play Mickey Mouse because you're not a mouse. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> you're, you're not a whatever. It's like, it's about Mickey Mouse. It's about what we're seeing on stage. Is there rhinestones? Does it have nice hair? Does it have nice this? Does it look good? It, did you enjoy the performance? I don't care what you're walking down the street. I don't care about a dick or whatever. Is it good to look at? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's so many drag queens that aren't good at drag that shouldn't be up on stage performing yeah. anyways. And like you're drawing the line at gender? No. Kiss they, my ass. Yeah. So. Specifically. No. Sorry. I, yeah. I'm, I'm in the forefront. No, this infuriates me. Like so many me. queens that like, have been on Drag Race that shouldn't be on Drag no. Race that like, can be replaced. And where's easily. Sarah Andrews? Where's Aurora Sexton? Where's yeah. Sasha Colby? Yeah. Where's, All of those. Uh, you know. Iconic, iconic queens. Also, so many queens that have been on that show who like did drag because it allowed them to express that part of themselves in a moment where they were not otherwise allowed to express that. And then now suddenly that they have figured out financially or socially or otherwise that they can transition and feel more comfortable with themselves. Now suddenly you want to like sweep them under the rug. I'm sorry. That is bullshit. Did you hear about how uh, some queens like went back in the closet as uh, as mm -hmm. trans to like get on the show? Yeah. I yep. think that that I'm is I'm not like, surprised. And yeah. they'll delay their transition. Yep. They, Just so they can be on the show. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. It's crazy. Like, or hide it or whatever you have to yeah. do. Yeah. No, the fact that some part of my body means that I can't do... Like, y'all can think, not you because you're lovely and you're here. But, <laughs> sorry, sorry I'm shouting at you. And you're but here. like, But Feeling if passionate. somebody thinks that I can't do drag because I have breasts, I challenge you to watch me do drag with breasts. Like, fuck off. Yeah. And I'm going to stop talking because I'm getting angry. I'm sorry. Specific, <laughs> specifically in Chicago, I've like never met someone who like 
identifies as like cisgender female or trans that hasn't like fully like morphed everything that they do like that their body looks like or that their face looks like anyway so i think that it's like how can you not how can someone audition for this show be fit every piece of criteria but because of the way that they were born it's an issue like that you can't tell me you don't see that as a problem like yeah whatever (laughs) and also like what like I don't know. Why are we kicking women? It's, like, so confusing, right? Okay, like, like, (laughs) have we not agreed that women are allowed in every other workforce? (laughs) Like, and drag is, like, one of the main political ones. And we're like, no, not in this one. We're too busy fighting for women. And it's like, (laughs) where did we go wrong here? Like, how does this equal this? I mean, I feel like Rue has said before, like, it's about the the transformation to from male to female. Um, But it's... Spoiler alert, I don't look like this in drag. Yeah, it's, yeah. And plus, I think that there's there's also a thing about marketability of the show and who the audience is, and the assumption there is that the audience is all cisgendered gay men who would not be interested in seeing certain kinds of bodies. Yeah. And, like, we all love seeing the queens when they get out of drag, and you're like, oh, that person is really cute. <laughs> but, like... Then I, you know, when I went to DeKalb last night, there was a whole bunch of people in that audience that wanted to talk to me about Drag Race, that were interested in what all of the queens were doing, who were like 16-year-old cisgender gay women. Do you know? Like, there's a whole range of people out there that love Drag Race and love queens and want to see more who are not there because they want to see hot boys put on makeup. That's true. And how is it okay for Milk to come on stage as a man, but we still... What? Okay. Well, I mean, it, I mean, right. well, they weren't okay. so into that, but... This might be actually a great time to transition <laughs> to introducing our next show. Uh, our next show is going to be on, uh, on May 20th, and it will be featuring Kat Sass, who yes. has some of these issues, uh, and also the amazing Lucy's Duel. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody in here with a pin on their little <laughs> hat, so I was like, oh, Lucy's Duel, I have a secret. <laughs> Uh, so there's the secret. It's uh, the two of them are going to be on the show next month. Um, so make sure that you um, come back and check it out. It's going to be super great. Um, we want to say thank you to each of our panelists that came out today on a Sunday for your time and energy and your smarts and all that jazz. <laughs> Can you please do me a favor and just very clearly state your name, uh, your social media handle, and then of course where you're going to be next? Tranica Rex at Tranica Rex. T-R-A-N-N-I-K-A-R-E-X. Uh, follow me. <laughs> and um, also, I host every Thursday at Roscoe's, the viewing parties, uh, at uh, 7 p.m. I know, it's awful. It's so early. <laughs> um, also, Drag Matinee every Saturday at Berlin. Best drag show in town. And um, I also host uh, Plot Twist and Crash Landing uh, uh, at Berlin. And more things, but I can't remember. Oh, and XYZ at Roscoe's at the first Sunday of the month. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bambi Banks. Uh, you can follow me at Bambi.Banks. That's it. And um, I'm going to be at Berlin all next week, Wednesday. I'm doing a show with a couple of people up here called Trey. Off Book and Trey. Uh, me and Trey are producing a show called Off Book. It's theater-based. Please come out and support. Friday, I'm at Goddess with Lucky mm-hmm. again. Um, and then Saturday, I'm at Drag Monday with Tronica. <laughs> Uh, I'm Alexis Bevels. That's B-E-V-E-L-S. Uh, at Alexis Bevels on everything. Tonight I'll be at Charlie's over there uh, for their <laughs> singing competition. Uh, Mondays I'm at the Glenwood, which is in Rogers Park. Uh, I host a bingo game there. 
and it's free to play, and they allow dogs in the venue. So uh, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. They love each other. It's come fine. On. Don't worry. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday, I will be at Off Book. Yeah. Uh, the new show uh, Bambi Banks and Trace Chic are doing. And then Thursdays, uh, I am at Sidetrack for RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, I perform after the viewing. So you can go to Roscoe's and then come over to Sidetrack after wow. and see me perform. <laughs> Uh, lucky Stiff. I'm Lucky.Stiff on Instagram, and I'm Lucky Stiff on Facebook. And I believe that everyone has said the shows that I'm doing this week, but <laughs> on Wednesday for Off Book at Berlin, and then again at Berlin on Friday, I co-host Goddess with Kat Sass, who will be here next time, um, which is a show for kings, queens, and everything in between, all genders presented. And uh, the theme this month is Nanny. so <laughs> if you like that, come on out. It'll be fun. What is that, brother? Is that just country? Hootenanny? Like it's, it's like a, yeah, it's a like a country yeah. shindig. Yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> and um, Goddess is every month, so uh, check us out. And uh, if you happen to be in L.A. for drag... How many of us are going to L.A. next drag week con. for DragCon? Everyone's going to DragCon. I'll be here hosting all the shows <laughs> while they're on. I, I will like also be with all the gigs. <laughs> but, but sidebar, if you are going to L.A. for DragCon, come and find me because I'm beta testing a one-on-one a -on -one show um, that's an hour long, so one hour for one audience member. Wow. Um, and it's cool. going to... I'm going to do the first pilot program in L.A. So if you happen to be there, come talk to me and I'll get you a ticket. That's really That's cool. That's intense. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm excited. Yeah, well done, everyone. Did you have something to add? Oh, I just want to say thank you to Trey Sheep. Thank you, yeah. Trey. Yes. Yep. Trey is also my stage manager for a lot of things at Berlin, and he put this together, and uh, we appreciate him. We love Trey. Yeah. Thanks, Diva. You took it. I was just, that was what yeah. I was going to close Sorry, with, um, so now I've got nothing, <laughs> so thanks a lot. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, let's just give it up for Trey Chic. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. It's really great. Uh, super duper. And um, please do get tickets for the next show again, May 20th, Cast Ass Lucy Stool. And we will see you there. Thank you so much, you guys. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming Thanks out, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>